Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How would you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, and that's when you can reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, it's summertime. Transfer window is coming up. It's gonna get crazy. So if you ever just wanna, again, take a step back and relax, read the transfer rounds, read the gossip rumors, grab a Coors Light. It'll be perfect companion for all those transfer merry-go-rounds. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Now that it's finally hot in Minnesota, I'm gonna be looking for an easy beer to drink, and Coors Light is perfect for that. It's lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It's, again, made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or instacart coors brewing company golden colorado and as always celebrate all right so you're listening to this podcast right now london is blue and guess what we host our podcast on anchor.fm that's right if you're looking to host your own podcast this is the easiest free way to get started. This has got a content creation tool allows you to record and the podcast right from a phone. That's right, don't even need a computer, but you can do it there too. They'll also help you distribute it, which is probably the most challenging part. You don't want to have to mess with that. They got you covered. You can get it right on a Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well as any other place podcasts are found. And you know what? You can monetize it too. Make a little cash for sharing your great content with the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one individual place. So you know what? Head over to your app store, download the Anchor app, or head to anchor.fm to get started if you're ready to launch your podcast and make it happen. Welcome back, Chelsea fans, to another episode of the London Is Blue podcast, your home for all things Chelsea FC. Nick, Dan, and myself cover all the match reviews from the latest Chelsea matches. We cover the team news and even throw you some exclusive interviews. Thank you already for being an awesome listener. And you know what? Let's jump right in. Hey, everybody. Just a quick heads up. We were having a lot of fun on this episode talking about Game of Thrones and the relationship to the Premier League. Part one of part two. Second episode coming the next day after today, or if you're listening to it after both parts are out. Lucky you. Anyway, we were a little bit more flavorful with some of the language we used embodying the the sense of game of thrones which is a rated r equivalent tv show so keep that in mind especially if you're allowing children to listen to this podcast with you or in your presence because that's probably not the right thing to do and if you're also doing the same thing while you watch game of thrones with them that is also maybe a problem but then you could listen to this podcast and it's okay All right, welcome back, Chelsea slash Game of Thrones fans, to a very, very special episode of the London is Blue podcast. We are taking a trip to Westeros. We are not spending time in the human realm, as it were, Nicholas. We are doing a little bit of a special ahead of the final season of Game of Thrones because in addition to being crazy fanatic Chelsea fans. We also are huge nerds when it comes to Game of Thrones. Correct. We have transported ourselves from SW6 in London to Westeros. 
Um, and, and yeah, this is just really a fun thing that we're doing. It's not meant to be t- taken really seriously, although I'm, I'm sure the crossover audience between our show and those who watch Game of Thrones is pretty high. So if you're interested in listening to, to three idiots talk about this amazing show that's about to start on Sunday, Mike, then uh, this might be for you. Yeah, I mean, this is to me, I am so I am so ready for season eight. And, you know, I really feel bad for people like Brandon, who um, have mm. never seen an episode mm. and are just missing out on probably one of the top three, you know, series of the last 10 or 20 you know years. What? So Here, here's the other thing. Brandon doesn't know that Darth Vader is Luke's father. <laughs> and, and if you're worried that like Brandon's going to be have any spoilers, I'm not, the show's been around for nine years, 10 years. So, um, Brandon is King Joffrey. I think we can all say that out loud. Um, and, uh, Dan, let's, let's move this thing on to something that we just did, which was a lot of fun. Right. Okay. So let's we're gonna break up the pod into a couple segments. We did a Game of Thrones fantasy draft, and Ooh. the way that that worked was we all drafted players through this site, uh, Fantasizer, and basically had to draft it like fantasy Premier League, fantasy football. So uh, very relevant terms that we'll be talking about. The next section after that on this episode, we'll be taking a look at the major houses in Game of Thrones, like the Targaryens or the Tyrells. And giving a thought around what we think the Premier League team equivalent is. We got some great responses across social media, too, from everybody about what they thought the answer was. And some of them were maybe even better than ours. So I'm really excited to go through those. Then we'll do a second episode. So we're going to only contain it into two kind of shorter episodes rather than one megapod where we go through the pod crew as Game of Thrones characters. Everyone was very happy to put a suggestion in. And I think we were inundated. And then we'll do some lightning rounds around who we think lives, dies, becomes undead, and some other questions that maybe we have some thoughts around. And you know what? We will not claim to be the experts on Game of Thrones. There are plenty of podcasts that do that way, way better. But we know that you enjoy listening to us talk about Chelsea, and maybe for an hour or two this week, you'll enjoy us talking about Game of Thrones. So without further ado, before we get into that, Nick, you have to quickly plug the Football Blogging Awards, because it is very, very important to continue pushing that uh, just because we're hungry. we got to eat. Oh, man. And, and the race is heating up here, guys. So if you've listened to our shows uh, over the last week, you'll know that we are a finalist for the Football Blogging Awards. It's very exciting. Um, and it's something that we're, we're actively trying to, to win. So if you could do us a favor, there are three ways to vote. Uh, first way is by going to footballbloggingawards.co.uk and uh, and hitting the old vote now, now button, and then in the old drop down underneath uh, underneath best international content creator, you select London's Blue Podcast. While you're there, go over to the best podcast, hit the drop down, go uh, vote for the Chelsea Fancast. While you're doing that, go over to the best fantasy um, category whatever that's called and then hit uh the always cheating podcast as, as they have done a uh um a great job with the with the fantasy aspect um that's one way to do it so you can go to the website vote uh the other two ways is to go on instagram um and you know go to the uh at football blocking awards is the handle you'll see the best international content creator um as a photo you go Click on onto that photo and then comment at London Blue Pod, which is our Instagram handle, underneath that as a comment, and that will count as a vote. 
And then finally, Dan, on Twitter, what do you do? Twitter's very simple. We've pinned a tweet which explains the message that you need to tweet out, which is just, I am voting for at London Blue Pod in at the FBAs for hashtag best international content creator. It's that simple. We can't thank enough our friends like Gary Hayes, Liam Toomey, Nazar Kinsella, the official Chelsea FC and USA account have all been throwing some love our way along with the Chelsea fan cast and everyone who's voted already. Thank you so much. It's ridiculously humbling to see this outpouring, Mike, and uh, we just can't say thank you enough for all the support you continue to provide. Yeah, you know, it, <clears throat> it's going to be tough, especially with 14 other finalists, and you guys are all helping us out because, you know, Dan and I are going to have to go kill 14 other people if um, whoa, you know, we can't whoa, whoa, figure whoa. it out. You, you can't say <laughs> wait, stuff like wait, that. The, you can't say I thought say we were in Westeros. Like <laughs> yeah. but, but I thought we were in a safe space, Dan. You thought you were going to get five bonus points because you killed someone? Let the rules. Yeah, good. Hey, good, man. Yeah. I'm in it to win it. Maybe you have five to life is what's going to happen. Qu- yeah, quick <laughs> disclosure here. We are actively not going to go kill anyone. Um, this is just That's the right. old Game of Thrones talking uh, in our in our heads. So uh, anyway, go vote for us. Help us get this thing over the line. Get Chelsea Fancast over the line, and uh, we'll make this thing work. Uh, Dan? Onto the goods. All right. So just to tee it up a little bit. So we had a draft. It was a snake draft, which means that pick number one ends up also being pick number four, pick two, and so forth and so forth. So ultimately, uh, what happened, Mike had the first pick, I had the second pick, and then Nicholas had the third and fourth pick, and then we kind of continued with me, Mike, you know, Mike again, me. So I was sandwiched. Uh, in in the picks, which was a little difficult. But before we get to that, I want to run through some of the scoring because it's not just who lives at the end, who takes the Iron Throne. It's not that simple. So there are actually categories of points. There's violence, sex and nudity, wits and schemes, status and power, and drinking and eating. So um, Nick, was there anything that caught your eye in the scoring patterns that you, you kind of approached from a strategy standpoint? What, what was your draft mentality? So there, there's a lot that goes into this. Um, now, the status power, you know, some of the things under there, like take the Iron Throne, that's a big thing. Uh, 200 points. Revealed as Azora, Azora High, which is 50 points. Uh, come Back from the Dead, also 50 points. Using Magic, 50 points. So there's a lot underneath there that are some big point totals. But I think there are some underrated things under here. Uh, eating and drinking. Uh, you know, what they're going to have to eat at some point. So you got to figure that that's going to be a thing. Um, there's not as much sex or nudity in the show as there used to be in like season one and two. So that wasn't a big category for me. The violence, though. Mike, this is the category I think we're we're all kind of most focused on for the final season. Yeah, so it's going to be 10 points to kill a random character or a white, um, 15 for a white walker, 25 for a drafted character, so that, that becomes huge, uh, 150 for a dragon, 5 points for incapacitating a, a random character, 10 for a known character, and 25 um, as a bonus for dying in an awesome way. But I will say, Nick, I think I bet you had your eyes on the wolf and dragon nudity. Yeah, that, that was part of your strategy, no, right? There are no points for yeah, because you, you didn't read the small, you didn't read the small print, right? And and I'm really worried about that um, now. But uh, the other one that I was looking at, and you'll see this on my team uh, because this is you know who who I would like to be. 
There's a wits and schemes category, so you get five points for a funny one-liner. You get ten points for a brutal one-liner. And then you get five points for a soliloquy about winter, violence, the past. Uh, Guys, that is a category I'm going to slay you uh, in, and it's going to be a delight to just rack up those little point totals. All right, so now that we've provided (laughs) the scoring system and given Nick the opportunity to pat himself on the back with more hands than he actually has... That's right. The way we're going to do this, because no one likes to hear a person talk about their own fantasy team. That is the <laughs> most annoying shit. Yeah, I don't, well, need to, I don't need to sell you my team. My team's awesome. No. Like, I'm just telling you. What we'll do is we'll go through the teams, and <laughs> the other two individuals will talk about the, other per, the third person's team. So, uh, actually, I've loaded mine up here first. So, have oh, wow. at it, boys. You can make some thoughts, make some comments, even though I know in the end I'm going to you know, take you... Take you both down. All right. Now, now, Mike, I'm going to lead this off. We all have, uh, can we all share our names really quick? Dan, yes, was yeah. your team's name? Oh, Dan. you want me to share it? Or yes. You, I, yeah. I want you to share your team's name. Mike, share his name. Come on. A Dan has no name. A, uh, Dan, a, a Dan has no name. Amazing. <laughs> uh, a brotherhood without manners. D- very polite. Uh, this yes. uh, Look, Mike is nothing if not polite. I am LeBron of the Blackwater. And for those who... Know me. These are combining two of my favorite uh, characters and or uh, athletes. I think I think Braun of the Blackwater is an athlete into one thing. LeBron of the Blackwater. Let's go, uh, Mike. Let's let's make sure that there's nothing left of Dan's team as we rip it apart. <laughs> Done. Yep. Yeah. You got the first one, or should I? Should I? Okay. So, so let's let's list off kind of the major players within each team. So Dan drafted. Daenerys Targaryen, strong pick. He also Daenerys. got Daenerys, Danny. She's Danny. That's what we're going to call her. That's why he went with Dan. Yeah. Danny, Dan. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Viserion, the ice dragon. Um, bold, bold strategy there. Uh, Jamie Lannister only has one hand, but you know, the heart of a lion. The Night King, the rider of Viserion. So you got a little bit of a double uh, point grab going there. Gendry. Uh, bloodline in the in the kingdom, Jorah Mormont, Samuel Tarly, Davo Seaworth. Those are kind of the major players in Dan's team. Mike, uh, how do you feel like this is going to go for him? You, you did you did skip over Euron Greyjoy. I I did. Yes, yes. The heartbroken. Uh, I did the 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 Playboy pirate. That's Playboy who I skipped pirate. over. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, quite honestly, I think. Dan went with a lot of people who don't like to get their hands dirty. You know, Ooh. when was the last time the Night King Ooh. killed someone? Same with Daenerys. You know, he killed he the did. dragon. He killed the ah, dragon himself at the end of last one. season. But he's, you know what? Yeah, if this were the Olympics, though, I mean, he you would don't just get be a javelin points. thrower. Yeah, you, know? you don't get 150 points for last season. So <laughs> not <laughs> happening no, again. There's no rollover minutes here. No, no, <laughs> no. no. Uh, yeah. I, I do like Dan's pick of Gendry. I thought that was a smart pick, um, not to give Dan too much credit, but I think Gendry still has a pretty good chance of survival in this whole deal. At least to the end, yeah. That's not bad. I think Jamie's decent, but again, if if I had to pick a fighter, I would have gone with Braun over Jamie. So... I think he will die early on. That's that's my pick. Whoa! And I don't. Okay. I don't that, have a that good was lightning round, but uh, we we can carry that on. Oh, here. sorry. Yeah. I, I don't have a good feeling about Daenerys in this season. I I think there I think there might be a brutal end for her. So Dan might get twenty five points for that. Um, yeah, I, I think I think she'll get more than twenty five points. Yeah. You know? We'll see, Dan. We'll see. 
Um, anyone else that, that is of note, Dan, that you would like to try and, and build yourself up for? Well, I did take Hot Pie with my last pick. <laughs> Clearly underrated. <laughs> Very disappointed. Uh, I, I did go also on a bit of run for the Maesters. Uh, I got Kyburn because I thought, you know, might pull off some crazy stuff there, change sides. I also went with the uh, one of the new characters because they did have them in there, so we won't talk about those individuals. Um, Misande. It could be another one. My girl. Sneaky, Ooh, you sneaky broke play. Nick's heart. I know. <laughs> that's, that's the love of my life, guys. Yeah, but um, I, I feel good. A lot of old dudes. I Jorah, feel like I'm going to get points across Davos. the board. Like, I'm not going to mm. stack. I, I haven't stacked myself too heavy in one, you know, one family so that I'm not going to get, you know, taken apart. But again, I think you guys passed a good judgment on the team. All right. Uh, would you guys please... Uh, tear my team, LeBron of the Blackwater, to pieces. Well, Go. you know nothing except that Jon Snow was your first <laughs> overall pick, which yep. A++, and then you went yeah. for uh, Rhaegal as your dragon, which started Kick the run her. on Kick dragons. Moment there. Started the yeah, run damn. on dragons. Yeah, um, I went early on dragons. Can we hear some explanation to this? Because you didn't get Drogon, which is her main and the biggest of the dragons. And you didn't get the ice dragon, so you you settled for the most mediocre of the flying reptiles. Damn! What, what were you thinking there, bro? Look, can I if I could if I could back this up? I was I was going for the double points because I already drafted John. I figured that like, he's going to ride Rhaegal. Spoiler! Oh, like having um, like having the quarterback so and the wide I'm, receiver. Yeah, exactly. That was kind of what I was going for there because I didn't want to because then I would have been giving Dan some point. You know, I don't know. Uh, yeah. you, you did get Bran Stark, which I think is a A++ pickup. I, I think, you know, Sneaky could have been end of first round, but ended up going in like the third, uh, third or fourth. Yeah. It's know. an interesting pick. I, you know, you, you mentioned about all the witty comebacks, but you have a dragon, uh, a dude <laughs> who doesn't talk much. I mean, Bran is mountain? strong, yeah. right? You've got Sansa. Mm, the Hound is, okay, but Bran and the Hound, great. But then you have another wolf. I guess Varys though. Varys is gonna. Dead, Varys he, is gonna give him talking. some good, uh, some good lines. Mm, I feel like we haven't seen. You know, I feel like he hasn't been around much. It'll be interesting to see. You know, I, I drafted both Cleganes. Um, my my team yes. are just straight up brawlers, uh, and and that's kind of what I was going for. Not so much on the uh, on the Maesters magic scenario. I got a couple of wolves. I got a dragon. I got the hound. I got you know the mountain guys like. This team, I'm trying to rack up violence points in a big way. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a tank of a team, and you got Quono, right? <laughs> yeah, who <laughs> will be the first Dothraki killed, most likely. So. Yeah, you know, very, very curious. You did not get a single Lannister, which I think is probably the only thing I would yeah. tag your team yeah. with. I think you know that's maybe the one one area you did double down. You know, you basically went with three Starks, you know, depending that's, upon how you want to uh, align Jon Snow at this point in time. But yeah, I, I'm, I don't know if that was a bit of a mistake, maybe an overcalculation well, your part. I mean, spoiler. I mean, technically as of the last episode, he is a Targaryen. That's right. Well, he yep. doesn't know that yet. Nick went for the incest bonus points. Uh, that's right. <laughs> <Snow. laughs> that's uh, correct. And, uh, as Mike might be joking, but there actually is a bonus point category for relations with a family member because apparently Westeros, it's sort of not a problem. Guys, I'm racking up points in that category. Dan and I are both, unfortunately, tied together in this one. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's kind of how my, my, my team are brawlers. They're witty brawlers. That's who they are. Okay. Well, I think we have given you enough time to talk about your team and pat yourself on the back. Let's 
dig into Mike's team, Nick, and give some initial assessment. The Brotherhood without team, right? the Brotherhood without manners. Um, the rude, uh, polite is not what they are. Started with Arya Stark, first overall pick, by the way. Must be said. Terrible, terrible wow. overall Jeez. pick. Un- unbelievable. Her tiny ass is sitting on the game of, of the Iron Throne. End of the season, no doubt. Wow. It's who everybody wants to see there. Let's be honest. Nobody won't. No. Um, she doesn't want that. Uh, Drogon, strong. Cersei Lannister, Tyrion Lannister, uh, back-to-back picks. Tormund Giantsbane, big brawler, hilarious. Uh, great pick. Bran of Tarth, his his mistress, his muse uh, yep. on the same squad. There's going to be, you're going to be racking up the bonus points for the relations there. And uh, the murder. Yeah, Beric Dendarrion, definitely coming back from the dead. Uh, Grey Worm, uh, I think, definitely dying early on. Podrick, Dan, I think he's racking up some sex points there, and that's and that's big for him. Maybe, but he also went with both Greyjoys, which I think is another just, again, Mike's team is actually going to rely a lot upon the fact is how well did the Lannisters do and how well did the Greyjoys do? Because if they don't do well, that's four characters that potentially could tank him so i i'm i'm a little wary again i don't think he's diversified his risk appropriately like this is a very you know boomer bust team that he's put together and and ultimately that's where you really got to call this into question nick i got a two for one and theon and frick so i feel very confident in um in that pick and and you know what everybody is not a fan so he's definitely yes did i oh yeah frick Frick. His, Frick his is new not, character in Game of yeah, Thrones season eight. Yeah, that's excuse my mispronunciation. That's, yeah. usu- that's usually my fault. That's usually something I do. Yeah, I picked a lot of new people at the end too. That was. We'll see how that turns you, out. Well, you got Gilly, so <laughs> I think you're. I think you're set. Um, and you got you got some cat named Fergus who. <laughs> <laughs> He's killed. So. I think to wrap this up, uh, are there any major thoughts uh, so far about the three teams? Any any big gaps or as as we kind of battle towards the end of season eight? I don't Anything? have any specifically. I, I mean, I think that both of you doubled up in some areas, and I think that that's going to come out to hurt you. So I'm I'm very happy with your the way that both of you drafted. Congratulations! Because we know the Maesters are going to save the day, right? The Maesters are going to be alive at the end. Yeah, no, they're not. They're quickly. Right. Let me conjure up a potion. Oh Look, no, I'm dead. Families and that's, houses yeah. crumble over time. The Maesters have been there very very long long time. So I, I'm confident in my three Maesters that I picked up in the second half of the draft. I, I will say I, I'm impressed with the balance of of this. You know, typically with fantasy, it can get really unbalanced. You miss <clears throat> you miss a couple picks, and you're kind of screwed. I I love that every character has some really cool ways to score points. So I think it's really going to be an interesting. Um, I think it's going to be really tight toward the end much like the Premier League season. All right. Well, let's just hope that Mike somehow finds a way into a top four finish out of three. We'll really enjoy that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But before we break into our second part of this episode, which is looking at Game of Thrones at major houses, so Tyrells, Targaryens, Baratheons, Greyjoys, and figuring out what Premier League team they sync up with or represent the most. We're going to do a quick break, and we'll be right back. All right, so there are 17 major houses right now in Game of Thrones. Uh, You have the House Aaron, Greyjoy, Lannister, Stark, Targaryen. You have a couple what they would call former houses. So the Tullys, the Freys, the Casterlys, the Muds, the Justmans, the Horae, the Durandon, the Gardner, 
the Baratheons, and I mean, well, the subcategories of Baratheons, the Martells, the Boltons, and the Tyrells. So that makes up the current slash, you know, relevant houses for most of the people who've maybe been watching only the TV show and not reading all the books. Nick, you were the first one to jump on this, so I think I need to hand it over to you because you were the one that immediately came up with emoji comparisons with the teams and put it all together, and maybe we go through the top six, seven, eight teams, not the whole Premier League, maybe make it a little bit more constricted. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't want to do the whole league. I mean, I think you get really stretched at that point. Um, so, look, I think there is a lot you can do with this, and... I will admit that one of my picks, uh, although not a great house, is still a major player in this in this world that we live in. Um, so I'm I'm kind of taking the league table and running it down from from first to seventh, I think, or eighth. Um, so uh, Manchester City, because they have this crazy amount of money, and because they do seem kind of like a mercenary team. I put them as the Iron Bank slash Golden Company. I think that most aptly fits who Manchester City is. They they always uh, you know kind of do their thing. They always win, and they always have a way to collect. So uh, if you if you know anything about the Iron Bank and and how the Lannisters helped kind of constructed this Golden Company operation that they're uh, they're in the middle of right now, that's who I kind of pick uh, for Manchester City, which I know is not necessarily a house. So sue me, whatever. Um, Liverpool next, uh, the Baratheons. Uh, the reason I picked the Baratheons for Liverpool is not because um, they're powerful or strong. It's because no one wants them to rule. <laughs> no one wants them up top at all. I think we all know uh, how much uh, we would prefer to go beat them on Sunday and, uh, and kind of knock them out of this thing. Uh, Spurs are the Greyjoys. I mean, they're castaways. They haven't won anything. They're just kind of around. They're annoying. Um, you know, DVD makers, ransackers. They just not you don't want them around. Uh, Arsenal, I put as the Tyrells, uh, the the Golden Roses. Uh, they are uh, just not very intimidating. They may have some money. They may have a, a kind of newish stadium. They may have a Dracula-looking coach, but uh, but they're not really that threatening, <laughs> and and I think we all need to uh, just kind of send them on their way. Uh, United, definitely the Lannisters in my mind. I think United uh, kind of have that old money. Um, I think they you know have glory to talk about. They certainly have won their fair share of uh, of battles and have ruled for quite a while. So I'm going to give them the Lannister uh, target. I'm, I'm making Chelsea the Targaryens. Why am I doing that? Because for a majority of the last 15, 20 years, we've won ugly. And no house has won uglier than the Targaryens by burning people alive and having big dragons and you know all this kind of stuff. So I think, I think there's a good comparison there. Uh, the Wolves, come on. They're House Stark. Dire Wolves, come on. And House Stark has kind of been up and down. Um, the North remembers... Wolves history about 89 years ago winning something, which is which is good for them. Uh, but yeah, I think they are definitely House Stark. And then I, I put Watford as as House Tully because to me there's just not they're just kind of irrelevant, and I don't I don't really I, don't, I pay them no mind if that makes sense. Interesting. There's a lot there's a lot to consume there, so feel free to 
to rip that apart at ease. Uh, how about we do this? Mike, maybe where you agree, just maybe kind of note where you agree, and then you can kind of okay. go into maybe what you would suggest different for Nick's picks. Yeah, you know, I think basically the only place that we agree is the, the Lannisters uh, and United. So <clears throat> I think Nick said it best, right? Old money, they're assholes, everybody hates them, right? <laughs> so starting from the top for me, we have Man City, and uh, much like in Westeros, while everyone's worrying about who's going to win the throne, the uh, Night King and his White Walkers descended from the north of England, um, and basically, like the Night King's powers, cities, money, amasses an army out of nothing. And uh, where there was no nothing before, there's just an army of supporters or fans um, as they move south and try and take over Westeros and have somewhat taken over the League in the past years. Um, so with my second pick, I have uh, House Greyjoy for Liverpool, uh, what was, was an a great house. They're seafaring people. Um, they haven't won anything in memory, all of the Premier League, and uh, no one really likes them. Um, their motto is, we do not sow and or walk alone. So I feel like that jives. Um, I went with something a little bit different for Chelsea. I went with House Tyrell. Um, their sigil is a golden rose, much like the um, five-petaled poppy on our crest. You know, they really were a wealthy house, suppressed only by United or the Lannisters. Um, I didn't think it out. I totally forgot that they got wiped out in High Garden. So <laughs> maybe that's uh, reminiscent of 1516 or some of our rebuilding years, but we will rise again. Um, with Arsenal, I went uh, with the Baratheons. Um, they would rather fight each other than, uh, you know, overhaul rule than. Uh, get along and actually try and put together a decent team they were once kings and all they really focus on is that and uh they'd rather sacrifice everything else for um a stadium and a few other things uh with with tottenham i went with the starks they believe that they are the kings of north london but they never quite finish the job um you know they Ooh. love a good party Ooh. and uh usually get spoiled you know a la uh a one in Hazard and a red wedding of uh, a match back in 2016 that helped win it for uh, Leicester. Uh, DVDs are coming is what I would say is their <laughs> motto. Um, and uh, let me see. We covered United. And yeah, that uh, did I do Arsenal? You did. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Those are my picks. Okay. Dan? All right. So I actually think you guys both had a couple that were really good. I think City as the Iron Bank because they are a fraudulent team <laughs> is phenomenal from and across the sea. A plus plus uh, plus also the you know they are across the sea. The boat is used in the imagery for Man City that works really well. I think I would go with Liverpool probably as the Starks because they remember that they were really good. <laughs> and even though there've been times where they've got really close to owning everything. I mean, you know, Ned was almost, you know, the de facto ruler, you know, hand of the king. They just never, you know, got got the head taken off. A la Champions League final last year. Basically Carius is Ned Stark. I like it. Spurs. Yeah, that's a good one. 
Yeah, I think the Spurs would definitely be the oh, kind of torn here. I think they're probably the Greyjoys. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I I, th- I think that makes sense to me. I, I agree with you, Nick. They just you know are aberrant. You know that they they don't win anything. They're annoying. They try to go beyond their standard, and and really they're on an island by themselves. And that's uh, that's kind of how I think about them. Arsenal. I know you had the Tyrells, Nick. I almost think I would look at the phrase for Arsenal because like no, no one just wants to like no one wants to do business with them but they're there and they're annoying and like you know <laughs> oh I got to trade you know, I got to like sign this player but they play for Arsenal and that's really annoying or like I've got to sell a place, player at Arsenal like you know just this their presence is is bothersome so that's that's not really good um I would also say that next one being United on the list here. I think they they would kind of go into the Tyrell bunch for me, only because I would do it as more of the money and influence. Like they 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 think that, you know they basically kind of had to uh, no no pun intended blow things up to uh, get it oh, back God. to where it is today. God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and actually, I, I think Chelsea are probably most reminiscent of the Lannisters and the fact that we we had the money, and now sometimes we need to ask other people for the money, and sometimes maybe there's disagreements about how things should work, whether it be between the fans and the ownership, or the ownership and the board, however that may or may not work. That you know, sometimes there's confusion amongst the the ruling class of that family, and that seems to permeate. and And now we're trying to play by some of the rules, and we're getting shackled by FIFA, kind of like the Lannisters might get shackled by the Iron Bank. So you know, those those are things just to kind of keep in mind. Um, wolves. Uh, I don't know don't know look i i mean you guys you guys have tried um i think unsuccessfully for the most part um <laughs> i i would i would like to hear from some of our dan i would like to hear from some of our friends who yeah because they because they all did it better than us like yeah I mean, let's let's be honest here we had uh, at clayton carefree who tweeted a couple of us said the gray joys were cardiff house that prides itself on being tough and working class occasionally comes back to the mainland to attack <laughs> wonderful description yeah uh he said snow which probably also means starks i think would be newcastle a yeah. bunch of northern bastards oh, uh, no actually probably just meant all the snows so <laughs> ramsey yeah. snow yeah. before yep. he became ramsey bolton interesting uh, boltons are everton northern club who's constantly in the shadow of a bigger northern club ever present <laughs> and always hoping one day they can take over but never quite getting there uh at blue footy Targaryens are Liverpool. After years of dominance, they were overthrown by the Lannisters, but in recent years, they've been fighting their way back to the top. Not bad. Lannister, uh, also from Blue Footy, Manchester United. The man who held everything together has gone, and the family started to fall apart. Ooh. Well, well okay. done. That was, that yeah. was well oh, done. Shit. Yeah. Oh, boy. 
And then uh, at uh, Collier Dave seventy eight, uh, Chelsea equal Bar- Baratheons once great but lost their leaders. That's Whoa. oof. Ouch. Yeah. That hurts. Robert and, and you know Ned by proxy leaving. Yeah, not good. Spurs the phrase. Desperate for respect, but will never get it. Uh, never willing to spend. <laughs> will never willing anything. Man, you Targaryens thought to be wiped out, but suddenly back. And I know, Mike, you said that there were a few on Instagram that you kind of sourced out as well. So on Instagram from Trina Chase, we have the Spurs being the Greyjoys. They think they're uh, they think more of themselves, but they're really just failures uh liverpool is the tyrells uh were once worth something had a glimmer of rising again but eventually got wiped out let's hope so uh especially on sunday arsenal are the are the phrase old gray everyone laughs at them um <laughs> united are the martels uh they have the riches good attack but too cocky uh, and that's their demise i like Interesting. it and the martels um, haven't been brought up yet that's good yeah well played um city they went with the lannisters uh Powerful because of money and no real supporters. <laughs> um, oh God! He he went with House Stark for Chelsea. One mistake and the head of the house is gone. But, but the, oh man! But definitely the best house and the one I'd root for. I'm I'm with you there. You know we all love the Starks. Uh, well done. And then we also have um, from Sregen. Um, the Spurs would be the Greyjoys. Every time they try to do something, they bottle it up. Liverpool being the Baratheons, uh, they play well, but they haven't won anything in many years. Chelsea, again, are the Starks. We've had bad times, but we get back up stronger. Uh, City are the Lannisters as well. Uh, They throw money at things when anything doesn't work. Um, And United are the, the Reign, a great house once, but completely dominated by the Lannisters. Well played. And uh, Arsenal, our fray as well, simply good at nothing. Love it. <laughs> Love it. All right. So we did have a couple from our Patreon members as well. We had Mark Clements on our Discord channel saying, City were the Starks, lots of strengths from different people, seems to be most likely to succeed. Um, some dislike, but a general respect for them overall. Liverpool, Targaryens, powerful in their history long ago, but slowly becoming relevant again. Three Dragons of Mane, Firmino, and Sala, even though there's only two left in the show. Um, che- this, this one's really good. Chelsea, Night's Watch, protector of the realm, need us to beat Liverpool for the greater good. <laughs> Poor leadership has us struggling in recent years, managerial troubles. Feels like Hazard's day, uh, duties are ending a la Jon Snow. That is, that is wonderful. That is interesting. Well Very, done. I'm revising mine. That was, that was wonderful. Sold me. Spurs, the Greyjoys, aggressive attacking. Think they're relevant, but not really. Not never, uh, never amount to anything substantial. Arsenal, Tyrells, have money, are formidable, but not much power overall. United, Lannisters, assholes. Think they could still run the show, but are too arrogant <laughs> to see the bigger picture. Uh, yeah, so we, we had some really good participation with it. It was a lot of fun. And we've we've enjoyed having this this initial Game of Thrones conversation. And uh, we don't want to overload one episode in particular. So we're going to splice this one up. We're going to wrap it up in the next moment here. Unless, Mike or Nick, do you have one last contribution you want to make? Um, no, I, I think the the only thing I would really like to, to say on this is uh, we had a, a lot of fun doing the draft. Uh, we certainly 
uh, are going to keep you guys updated on on the standings every week just to annoy Brandon uh, mainly <laughs> um, and make sure that we make that a part of our our shows to the end of the season. So stick with us there and we'll uh, we'll likely do another one of these episodes when the uh, when the series is over. Mike. Yeah. You know, we should uh, incorporate a little bit of brand of the match. Uh, to go along with our Dan Brand of the match. Oh, I'm no. sure. No, I'm that, sure Brandon that did come that. from Discord. Someone made that up, so that was I not stole it. Like original. And you, you know what? It's okay. All right. Well, with that said, part two coming at you in the next 24 to 48 hours. But until then, keep the blue dragon flying high.